Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. All right, so question. What do you want, politically speaking? What do you want? Can you answer that? I can. It's something that I've been answering more and more lately. And I'll be honest, it's something that you're going to start hearing more and more, I think. And it goes like this. Psh, Bilbrey, you're so negative. Gosh, you don't like this person in office or that person in office. You don't like that candidate or this candidate. You didn't like so-and-so for mayor. You polled for Captain Newcomer, but then when he or she got in office, you didn't seem to like that person. All you do is question you're so negative You don't like any of the Republicans. You don't like any of the Democrats. You don't seem to like any of the Libertarians. You're so negative. So what do you want? And that's the question. So what do you want? And you better be able to answer that question. And I'll be honest, for me, (laughs) it's, it's really simple. I think the people who ask it try to do this thinking that they're trapping us or that it's it's going to be something that we just are so crazy and so dumb we can't answer because we're really, really picky when it comes to the folks that we put or want to be put in these positions of quote-unquote power. I'm honestly thinking that this is going to be something that we're going to start hearing more and more. And if you're like me, you're going to hear it. You're going to be asked this. And I'm telling you, you need to have this real simple answer. Again, it doesn't matter if you're Republican. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat. I don't mean if you're like me, like you like everything that I say. You believe in everything that I say. You agree with me all the time. doesn't matter if you hate me and hate everything that I say. All that matters is if politically speaking at the top of your list before being Republican, before being Democrat, before being Libertarian, at the very top of your checklist, common sense is what is king, then this is something that the people that are against you are going to start asking because used to it was something way different and it seems like the question has changed. And they do this to try to paint us as not knowing what we're talking about or being crazy, being bad, being negative. And really, to me, it seems nuts that they don't understand what they're doing. You know, long ago, they would say things like, you're crazy, 
you're no good, you're a bad guy, you're a kook, you're not from here, da-da-da-da-da, all of those things. We've all heard those. If you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk about that, you've heard people say that, I'm sure you've been in public talking about me, you've seen it on social media, you've seen people comment about it, that I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm just a naysayer, all of these different things, all right? But the problem is they can't say a lot of those things anymore because it doesn't matter where you're at. A lot of what I say comes true. A lot of the things that I talk about are right. I mean, I tend to be right a hell of a lot more than I'm wrong. I'm not saying that I'm always right. I'm not saying that I'm never wrong. That would be stupid because I do get things wrong. Once or twice in a two or three year period. You know, I I get a couple things wrong, maybe a decade, you know. So I do get things wrong, but mostly I'm right. The breaking news that I drop, I'm right. The things that I say that people haven't heard and they have no idea how I've got my hands on that information... Those things, those people think that I'm so wrong about. People don't even question that anymore. I don't even know if that's right. Maybe they should question it. Because I'm sure I will be wrong on something that I put out as breaking news at some point. I'm sure I will have to retract something at some point. I will have to eat my words. But so far, you know, I have a pretty decent track record. And honestly, when it comes to political strategy... You know, it doesn't matter if you like what I say when I say it or not, but at the end of the day, when I say, well, time will tell, in a couple years down the road, when it's all washed out and I was right, you know, we don't really ever go back and talk about all that stuff. It never really gets brought up. People don't come back and say on a megaphone, well, Bilberry was right. You know, what happens is, (laughs) and this happened here just recently, those people who give me the hardest time generally something will happen and they will come crawling back. They will send me a text. They'll see me out in public. They'll send me a a Facebook messenger and they will say, oh man, uh, you know, you were right. I I said these nasty things about you. I'm so sorry. And you know what I say? I don't, I don't ever laugh and say, I told you so. I say, "Eh, no harm, no foul. It's better late than never. Welcome to your eyes being open. Now, let's join the fight. Some people come and tell me, oh, I was so wrong and and you were right. And they still hate me, which is fine. But a lot of people that at one point hated me are like really decent people to me now. People that listen, people that interact, and, and people that I get along with. So I don't ever hold that against somebody. I've been wrong in that way. I've had an issue with somebody or issue with how something was happening, and then I've been proven wrong, and and then I will go to that person and be like, you know, I was really wrong about you. And then I, I build something up, and, and we're close. You know, I have people in my life like, that. So I I never give people a whole bunch of shit when that happens to me. A whole lot of you listening, a whole lot of you out there that will hear these words, think back. We've had things like that in our relationship, and I'm fine with that. 
But what I mean behind all of that, the reason I'm talking about all of that is because that stuff happens, even the people that hate me know, well, okay, he's been around the block this long. Whether I like what he says or not, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what can and can't happen. He knows what the commissioners can and can't do. He knows what a state senator does and doesn't do. And if nothing else, he's, he's persistent. And, and he stays at it. So, you know, that's that. So they have to come up with something else to, to say, to levy against me. And to levy against people like me. People like you. The people who want what's best for our cities and our towns, our counties. Want what's best for our districts. Want what's best for the state. Want what's best for the country. Those people that are out there fighting against us, those people that are working for the candidates that we are against, those people that support and work for the elected officials who are currently in office that we are trying to get out of office, those people are the people that are going to come at us with this. And what they say is, you're negative, you never look at the positive, they try to tell people that, oh, they're just tearing things down, they always focus on the negative, and they can't truly tell us what they even want because they don't ever like anybody. And to be honest, no, there haven't been many elected officials that I've cared about. I will be honest, there have been far more elected officials that have disappointed me, people that I have supported, people that I have backed, people that I have thought that I would never say this about. But what happens is, until someone gets into that position, until someone is truly in that seat, doing the job, having that quote-unquote power, having that kind of peer pressure from others in the Indiana General Assembly or other people on the council or other people in city or county government or town government or whatever it is, they get that peer pressure from business folks, from from backers, from supporters, from lobbyists, whatever you want to call them. And that's when they change. They start looking out for themselves. They start being more concerned about the next election, the re-election, moving up the ladder. Then, then they are doing a decent job in the position they currently are and letting that speak for itself. So when that happens, it's okay to say, hey, I made a mistake. But the problem is... We get these people that want to focus on what we're focusing on. I, it's, I've never understood that. People will say, don't you get tired of bitching? And then they'll say to other people, everyone out there, don't you get tired of listening to Bilberry bitch? And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you get tired of bitching about me bitching? Like, okay, Maybe it is tiring that I'm always pointing out the negative in government. It should bother people. It bothers me. I want to tell a good story, but I can't because of what's going on, and that's not my fault, all right? But what really blows me away is you're bitching about me bitching about something not working. So don't you get tired about worrying about me? Don't people get tired of listening to you ask them if they're tired of listening to me? 
Isn't that nuts? The whole, why are you never positive? It's just, it's, it's crazy to me, you know? And, and it doesn't take much to lay out a history so that they get people to be like, oh yeah, I guess I see what you're talking about. I mean, let's just look in the, in the last recent some years, you know? I had a guy that I helped become the mayor of Winchester. I was friends with him. He had never been an elected official before. So just as a person, as a friend, as a father, as a dad, like I was cool with him. I knew that he was pretty liberal, but as a citizen, that never bothered me. What he did didn't bother me. So I thought, okay, maybe he'll be a pretty good mayor. He said he wanted to be moderate. And we had never really, it had been years and years and years since there had been a Democrat mayor there. There wasn't really a good pick as far as the Republicans were concerned. And I thought, yeah, he'll probably do a good job. This was in Winchester, Indiana. So I supported and, and helped Sean Byram, and he became mayor. And pretty quickly after him becoming mayor, it was clear that it was out of his depth. It was clear that he was concerned only about helping himself, and it wasn't helping himself be a good mayor. It was helping himself step up the ladder. It became very clear that he had other aspirations in politics. He didn't care about doing what was right for Winchester, and he only cared about the stepping stone to the next level and to the next level and to the next level. That's what he was concerned about. So pretty quickly, I said, whoops, I made a mistake, and I started coming out against him. Okay, he wants to run for state representative. Let's see. He is a first-time candidate, a first-time mayor, never held office before. He's in his first term, two and a half years in, of which I have been bashing against him saying stop being crazy people need to watch what he's doing and he all of a sudden says you know what would be a good idea for me to run a campaign for state representative and i was like no this is horrible and i really thought and he really thought he was going to win so i was like man we need to find somebody that we can run against him that can beat him so there's a young man Steps up, wants to run, comes from a political family, a pretty popular family in Randolph County. I looked at him. He had a lot of qualities that were okay. He had some qualities that I didn't really like. I didn't think he was the smartest person in the world. Didn't think he was the best political person in the world. But I thought, okay, I think that we might be able to use him to beat Sean. Because in the grand scheme of things, while he is not somebody that I would necessarily want in office, if you give me the choice between Sean Byram and this guy, J.D. Prescott, I had to take J.D. Prescott. So I supported J.D. Prescott, and we beat Sean Byram. And I told J.D., I won't always support you. There will come a day when you and I will be on opposite sides. And we, like, laughed about it. And he went in, and he was in office at the State House doing his thing for District 33. And he did all right for a moment, but in pretty quick order, I realized who he was. I realized that, yep, I was right about him, and we will need to defeat him at some point. 
All right, so let's just look at that. Sean Byram helped get him in office, didn't like it, campaigned against him, didn't want him to be state representative, so we helped get him beat. That candidate that we beat him with, J.D. Prescott, I helped him get into that position to beat him, state representative, District 33. He's in office, helped him, but he's no good, so I want him out. Then let's look. We come over here to Muncie. And there was a mayor in Muncie, Dennis Tyler, and everybody knows the history. There, I had yelled and raged against the Tyler administration for years, for years and years. And I had talked about how crooked and crazy and corrupt the 214 Democrat Party in Delaware County was, and we didn't want anybody from that party, yada, yada, yada. Then in comes this knight riding on a shiny white horse, a Republican councilman that was doing all right, but he wasn't the best, but he wasn't the worst. Dennis wasn't running, and there were a couple people that was running, and I was like, okay, I will throw my support behind Captain Newcomer, who's singing the song of change and promise and wonderment, Dan Reidenauer. Two years we, we pushed him. And he won, and I thought, okay, this is going to be great. And almost instantly, almost instantly there were problems. When he went from being candidate Ridenauer to mayor-elect Ridenauer, there were problems. And so I started pushing those issues to the forefront. So hopefully we could change him for the better. That did not happen. And a bunch of people had issues with me. Well, you wanted Ridenauer, now you're bad-mouthing him. You just like to be dramatic just for, just for the drama. And I'm like, no, man, it's got nothing to do with that. And that's when people really started saying, well, what is it that you want? I want people that are going to do what they say they're going to do. I want a Republican to come into office and to be able to uphold the law and to be able to follow through with his campaign promises or her campaign promises. I want a Democrat to come into office and uphold the law and to do what they say they're going to do and to uphold the law and and follow through with their campaign promises. That's it. I don't want elected officials to come in doing whatever they can to help their friends, their family, and themselves and to pad their resume and to help themselves get higher and higher and higher in the political game and their entire time in office be about themselves over the community. Is that too much to ask for? You know, locally, I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian. I don't care if you're the dog shit party. I don't care what you're doing if your entire goal is doing right by the public at large, doing right by the people that put you in office and those that are out there that didn't put you in office and those out there that don't even vote. I want you to do right by the citizens of the community, whether it be town, city, county, okay?
And then if we're talking about state government, okay, maybe some Democrat, Republican, Libertarian issues and points and beliefs start to matter in there a little bit, and we can hash all of that out. That's not a big issue. However, I still want common sense and doing what's right for the people of your state, of your district, if it's a state senator or state representative, to come before anything else. I don't want your whole entire time in office to be about getting you reelected or getting you moved up to the national side of the political game. I want it to be about bettering the people of the state. And that's what it has to be about. That's all I care about. That rings more important to me. That rings truer in my life, and I believe in so many others' lives, than Democrat-Republican. Common sense has to be at the top of the list on both sides. And if it isn't, and if it doesn't, then we don't want the same thing. And you might be a great person, but I have to question what exactly it is that you're doing. Because if party politics is ahead of common sense, something's broken. And you know, people give me a hard time for that belief. People give me a massively hard time for saying that I want common sense to be the main goal. People say, well, wait a minute, you're not a team player for the Republican team. Or people say, well, you're not a team player for the Democrat team. Or you're not a team player for the Libertarian team. And I'm like, no, I'm a team player for us normal Americans. I'm a team player for wanting to be left the hell alone. I'm a team player for wanting my taxes to not be crazy raping me throughout my life and the debt that you guys keep saddling us with to be absolutely crazy. And I don't want everything to be crazy, turned upside down to where we can't even function through life. I want to be left the hell alone. I do not want my rights violated. I want you to uphold your constitution. Don't keep burying me in laws when you don't even know how to enforce or how to deal with the laws that came before you. Just stop a second, take a deep breath, and relax. That's what I want. And if you think that that makes me a piss-poor Republican because I'm not singing the Republican fight song and waving the banner for the GOP, then you know what? Okay, you're right. Or the same goes for the Democrats or the Libertarian or whatever. And I would think that that kind of thing would resonate with the majority of people. But it doesn't because people are so ingrained into the party way of life and they have problems with those of us that are talking the way that I'm talking. And that's, to me, something that we need to fix or deal with because until we do... That's going to continue being a problem. Like, I would think that people would understand that common sense has to come first. I would think that people would like someone saying, I don't care about Republican-Democrat bullshit. I care about the citizens. I care about the community. And I care about common sense for all. 
And and I would think that people would be able to respect that and understand that I'm not going to be out here bashing these group of people and letting my friends do bad. No, no, no. What would be the point of that? What would be the point of going after X, Y, and Z if I was allowing one, two, and three to do the very same thing, maybe just in a different way? What what good would that do? I, the, the, the biggest part of all of this is hating the hypocrisy. And I, I know I get it. I get it. So many people say that. But then the second they say it, they turn around and they can be involved in the same damn hypocrisy. The same damn hypocrisy. And that's what's crazy to me. But I think that you have to be able to say they're all hypocrites and I hate every single bit of it. And people, when they hear you say that, think, oh my God, look, that person's having a meltdown. They're crazy. And it's like, no, I'm just tired of the bullshit. Or no, maybe it truly needs to be like, yes, yes, I am crazy. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I just don't know. All right, folks, we do need to hear from a couple of our sponsors. So we will step away and take a quick break. But when we come back, we will be diving deeper into all of this, I know that it's going to be a great conversation. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Sit tight. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to this 192nd episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. All right, guys, we're looking for new commercial ideas to promote the lawnmower 4.0 below the waist trimmer. Now, we're really trying to avoid any testicle or butt-shaving innuendo for this ad, so let's try to keep it classy, okay? But why, sir, should we beat around the bush? We'd really rather focus on how the skin-safe technology helps reduce nicks and cuts rather than the area that we're shaving this time. Uh, may I offer a rebuttal? Why did you say rebuttal like that? Guys, let's focus. Let's talk about how it's uh, waterproof for anybody who wants to shave in the shower. I'm sorry, but this is an asinine idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's completely cockamamie, if you ask me. <laughs> Guys, now listen, I don't want to be a dictator here. If you're a dictator, does that mean that you can punish us under the penal system? <laughs> we don't need to resort to children's bathroom humor. Let's talk about how the Lawnmower 4.0 has a travel lock. It won't turn on in your luggage. Let's talk about how it has a new adjustable guards and an LED light. Be better than fallen bunchups. What do you say, guys? What do you say? Well, I'm glad we got that rectified. Like, like rectums. Right? Was that good? Did you like that one? Oh my gosh, good work. I give up. You're all animals. All of you. Go to manscaped.com and order your lawnmower 4.0 today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To work we go. Episode 192. So what do you want? Has anything changed since the break? How many people want one of those lawnmower beard and ball trimmers? Have you ever tried one of those? I actually have the lawnmower. 
I think actually I have the lawnmower, the original lawnmower, and I always thought they they worked pretty well. I, I've got to say I've only ever used it to shape my facial hair. I don't get too crazy in going anywhere else. I've, I've did a little bit of work on my chest, I think, once with it. It, it works pretty well, but it works like... It, well, I, they're a sponsor, so it works very well. I No, I think, I think they're great. It does a good job. It's always been a very good trim. It's... To me, the thing that I like probably more than anything is it has the best attachments to help you trim up your beard, which I have never, never, never been very good at. So uh, it's it's worth it for that, for me alone. So yeah, definitely check those out. Uh, and that's not what I was going to come back saying, but uh, here we are. No, um, so before we went... To break, I'd kind of veered off of the script a little bit, and I was talking about hypocrites, people talking about those in politics that are hypocritical. And you hear this from both sides, and and I love it because I have a pretty eclectic group of friends that fall on both sides of the political spectrum. And so I love when I'm talking to my Republican friends and they're going on and on and on about the Democrats, whether they're talking about what's going on in D.C. and what's going on in the nation right now, and they're talking about how hypocritical everybody is and just what's going on with Trump and the search warrant and all of that stuff and and how hypocritical everybody is on the left that are doing what they're doing and really not saying boo when it comes to the... Hillary Clinton ordeal with the Blackberries and all of her classified information and not knowing and not caring and smashing the Blackberries up with their their hammers as they were getting them ready to turn them back in, which is just laughable. And it's kind of like, you know, tell me that you were doing something wrong without saying you were doing something wrong. Return the Blackberries smashed up with hammers. You know, I I don't think that there would be any bigger way to say, uh, yes, we were probably doing something wrong, and the evidence were on those blackberries that we smashed to smithereens. Yeah, but whatever. There is a great example of hypocrisy from those on the left, but... It's not like the left owns the market in hypocrisy because I have heard and I've seen so many different things from the right and I hear people on the left saying, you guys are being hypocritical and I've got to say, yes, I agree. Do you want to hear just right off the top of my brain one of the biggest hypocritical things that I've heard here in the last little bit that's something that we all should know about. That is, does anyone want to take a guess? Concerning the vaccine, which I'm not big big on, you know. Oh, we're going to get flagged for sure. I said vaccine. I was talking about chicken pox. Chicken pox. But anyways, seriously, talking about, you know, that word, uh, that, that sickness, that 
that thing that we were all dealing with here recently uh, in me- recent memory, that, that, that thing that we were all dealing with, <clears throat> everybody in the world, um, people are saying, you know, medical freedom as far as the vaccine is concerned, my body, my choice. And, and I absolutely agree with that. And you hear a lot of conservatives and a lot of those on the right saying this, but then the whole abortion thing comes up and they're like, well, you know, so uh, I can see there where the left are like, hey, you're kind of being a little hypocritical. But what's funny is anytime I bring it up to one or the other side and I'm like, yes, you're exactly right. The Republicans, they are hypocritical. And yes, you're exactly right. The, the Democrats, they are hypocritical. But so are you. So are you. And then I have to hide my head because everyone's like, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. And I'm like, just the fact that you're saying that. I believe is crazy hypocritical because you're all saying that I just don't understand why we can't get to a point where we say we know this is what each side believes and we can like somehow then look beyond that and get to the point where we're able to come back and have actual conversations and we can leave the hypocrisy out of it. When everyone says, hey, this is what we do. Another great example of this is when Antonin Scalia, the the amazing conservative uh, bastion of conservative law or, or, or holding up the constitutional law, I should say, on the Supreme Court, Antonin Scalia, when he died, when President Obama was in his last year of his last term and he was leaving and the Democrats wanted the president to hurry up and nominate, and he did. And the Republicans were like, "No, no, 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 no! We got a an election, and we, you know, you're out, and you're a lame duck, and yada yada yada." And then, <laughs> like a twist of fate, and it's not funny when anyone dies or whatever, but it is kind of ironic that then Trump is in office, the very next president is in office. And lo and behold, is faced with the exact same thing. What do I mean by that? Well, we all know the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the liberal stalwart of the Supreme Court, passed away. And lo and behold, the conservatives were all saying... Put forward a judge, and the the Democrats and and the liberals were saying, no, you can't do it, even though they were okay, and the Republicans who didn't want it done last time were like, yes, we can do it, and it's like, wait a minute, pause, can't everybody come out to the field at the same time, and we just all listen to like what happened when Obama was in office and when this happened? when it was Antonin Scalia, and then can we play the news clips of what's currently going on, and can't we all just kind of like laugh and be like, whoops, 
that sounds ignorant. And now what happens is everybody says, well, it was different because there was like an entire 11 months and this one was there was only two months and all of these different things. I can remember being on a walk when I heard that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. I was listening to a news, a live news show on my phone, and I heard that she passed away, and I was like over a mile and a half away, and I was like trying to run as fast as I could to get home so that I could start posting immediately to those that listen and to everyone out there that I thought that we all needed to use some common sense we all needed to take a deep breath and that Trump needed to not do what I knew he would do, not go crazy, because I, for one time, didn't want one side or the other to seem hypocritical. That's what I go after. That's what the common sense, in my opinion, is all about. It's stopping the hypocrisy. So, when people say that I'm negative and I'm not looking at all of the positive things that this mayor's done, or I'm not looking at all the positive things that our super-duper, pooper-tooper, pooper-scooper, super-duper Republican majority is doing while it's at the state house. And or I'm not excited about this candidate or that candidate, and I'm just tired of them all. When people say that I'm negative because I'm like that, I'm like, no, I'm just tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of the bullshit. And I understand that even when we put in a candidate that I'm backing, it's going to take me a while to determine if I even fully support this person in office. Yes, I supported this person as a candidate, but there is always a difference between candidate so-and-so and elected official so-and-so because they're acting two different ways. One of them is trying to sell themselves to you, and the other, 90% of the time, is trying to do whatever they can to look cool, whatever they can to get more money for the next go-around, and whatever they can do to either get themselves re-elected or elected to a different seat or a higher seat, and that's what I can't stand. So when these people come at me with a what do I want, and when they start coming at all of you with the question of the day and the name of this episode, so what do you want? Well, folks, I have to say, I want common sense. Okay, we're going to get ready to get into that. But before we do, I want to ask you to please share the show with everyone you know. I've put this at a little bit different point in the episode this time. I don't think I've ever done this. Remember to remind folks. Remember to remind them. Can you do that? Remind them that this audio podcast, Perception is Reality, can be found on all podcast platforms Wherever they listen to their other shows, they can find this show on that platform. 
All they have to do is search it by name. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we will pull right up. If, for some unknown reason, they cannot locate us on some strange podcast or they're having an issue, be sure to tell them to just use the home link because there we will always be able to be found and there they can jump off to one of the other many, many, many podcast platforms. And the home link is always perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. And then after they're checking that out, and once they've got a handle on that, remind them to also connect with me on social media at facebook.com forward slash bilbrey318, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y 318, or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I release live written content. I release uh, news articles and various other links along with the most important and coveted and loved live at 35 after, which is my live video commentary that I release Normally five nights a week. I try to go Sunday through Thursday at 8.35. Sometimes it's at 9.35. Sometimes I might go three or four days a week. Sometimes I go six or seven days a week. It just depends on what's going on. It's generally Sunday through Thursday, but they can check in on all of that on facebook.com forward slash bilberry318. And then lastly, don't forget to have everyone that has TikTok Look for me there, and the only thing I'm going to say about that is you can find me at Perception318 on TikTok. All right, folks, so this craziness that we have with the hypocrisy has led me to decide that I want to, I want to kill hypocrisy where it lives. I want to kill it where it's at, and it's what is hurting politics, in my opinion, the way that politics is being hurt right now. It's the biggest issue. And to do that, we need to have common sense. So when people are saying, what do you want? So what do you want? You don't seem to like anybody. You don't seem to... You don't want to run. It's not you up there. You're just bitching. You're negative. Drama, drama, drama. What is it that you want? It doesn't hurt to say, I want somebody who's not going to put forward a bunch of laws just simply because they think that's what they need to do. There was a city council woman in Winchester who was talking to Joshua Kimbrell, the creator of Civic Duty YouTube, the YouTube page, Civic Duty, she was talking to Josh and she said, well, we're going to do this this way, talking about a specific ordinance, because a hundred other towns in Indiana have done this same thing. Well, first of all, Indiana has 92 counties. There are many, many, many more towns than a hundred. A hundred is not a very large number. But just because a hundred towns did something doesn't mean that it's right for the city of Winchester, first and foremost. You know, that's where we say, 
Hey, Winchester City government, if your friend governments jumped off of a bridge, would you jump off of a bridge? You know, like, I didn't think we really needed to say that. So just because 50 or 100, 200 other governments, town governments, city governments, county governments, whatever, enacted an ordinance or a law, okay, that's what that is, just because they did that, what does that have to do with the city of Winchester doing it? Like, are you just doing it because someone else did it? Or is that what your excuse is for, like, why it's okay? Well, they did it over there. If it's hurting the people of the community, you know, then think about what you're doing. If it's not bettering the community, then why do it? You know, the city of Winchester has so many ordinances on the books that their mayor and their council and their police, their ordinance officer, doesn't even know what they are. You always hear those stories of people saying like, it's illegal for a man to walk down the street with no shirt on on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and every other Sunday in South Carolina. He can be arrested. It is illegal for a man to hold the hand of a woman who he has had adult relations with in the evening, but he can have adult relations with an inanimate object and do that in the public square, and that's perfectly... You know, there's all sorts of crazy examples of laws and and ordinances and whatnot that are on the books that for some unknown reason at some point, some council, some state legislature or whatever, or the United States government put in place, but they don't truly work for today. You know, there are things that we could go back and look at and remove off the books. You know, I've heard some pretty well-spoken candidates, people that I actually do think that I can get behind support and I will like when they're in office, like Niles Thornburg, who's gearing up to run for mayor again of Winchester. He has said one of the first things that he would do as mayor would be to talk to the council that he would be working with, and he would ask them to look at the ordinances that the city of Winchester has on the books and to pare them down, vote to do what they need to do to rescind things, to to put an ordinance in place, to cap another ordinance or whatever they need to do to really take a look at what they've got. And, And there's no reason to have more than what they can deal with. You know, when when Josh Kimbrell was talking to me about what this city councilor said, and it's Lisa Friend, Lisa Friend-Teal, the city councilor in Winchester that I've been on again, off again, fighting and having issues with and helping run for office because there was someone actually running against her during the last election that would have been worse than her. So I decided to help her, but it doesn't buy me any favor in her eyes. Go figure. But 
when he's telling me this craziness that she's saying, like, well, we just did it because it was th- we thought it was the right thing to do, and a hundred other towns did that, I'm like, you know, I, I don't condone violence, and I'm not speaking of violence, but do you know that there are third world countries right now that a man could just beat the woman because of how the woman would be talking. Like, we don't think that that's good. Like, what happens if America did that just because some other country did that? Like, don't give that excuse. That's stupid. You know, you can't say, well, just because that person over there did it, we decided we would. Where's the common sense in that? Where's the common sense in that? And, And what I'm talking about the ordinance that they were discussing was an ordinance in which they were trying to make it harder for the public and for media, people like myself, like Josh, like Channel 13, Wish TV, uh, Fox 59 News, other bigger you know, national media. They were trying to make it harder for all of the us, along with the citizens of Winchester, to be able to request records, to be able to look at documents. They wanted to be able to charge people crazy amounts of money. And in my opinion, the only reason to do that, the only reason to do that is so that they can attempt to push people away from requesting those records. If you're going to try to help keep your government accountable and you're going to go pick up some records and you want to see the police body camera on such and such a date because you have heard that these police officers were trying to do something that you don't agree with and you go and you try to pick up this document, this this record that you have a right to pick up and review... And you get to the window and they tell you they're going to charge you $150 for it. Many, many people are going to turn around and say, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, thank you very much. I don't need that record. So what they're doing there is they are essentially stopping so many people from actually picking up that record. Now, Josh stayed on them. And he fought, he fought, and he fought, and at least on the county side of things, <clears throat> I believe they've gotten things squared away, and I believe that they've uh, came to the figure of uh, like $36, $35, $37, something like that. You can go in and watch his YouTube videos in the last couple of weeks where he's dealing with the sheriff of Randolph County, and they discuss everything that we're talking about. And of course, he has an ongoing issue with the mayor and the judge and the folks in the city government there. But the whole point behind all of this is common sense should tell an elected official that you're there or you should be there to uphold your oath that you took, that you swore an oath to. You swore an oath to uphold 
your oath to uphold the laws of the Constitution of the United States of America, to uphold the Constitution of the state of Indiana, and to you know do your level best to stand for laws and ordinances and and you know right and good and and do the job to the best of your ability in your community and the mayors take these oaths and the council people take these oaths and judges and police officers and firemen and city attorneys and the city clerk they all are taking these oaths they're all working for city government they are all being paid by tax dollars to work for the citizens they're not there to see how many obscene, crazy-ass laws they can put in place to hamper people down. They're not there to see how fast they can stay up with the community to the east of them or the community to the west of them with ordinances and crazy-ass laws that are, that are being passed. They're not there to violate a citizen's rights be it rights granted by the Indiana Constitution or the Constitution of the United States of America. And again, this should come back to common sense. People will listen to this and be like, what's he talking about? This is like common sense. But, folks, it's not. It's not common sense. I mean, that's like saying... I want my elected officials to be able to read and write. Okay, well, what do I want them to be able to read and write? I want them to be able to read their oaths. I want them to be able to read the Constitution. I want them to be able to read the Declaration of Independence. I want them to be able to read the documents of this country. I want them to be able to read the documents that are put before them. I want them to be able to discuss what they vote on, and to allow the citizens to discuss that. And I want them to do the very best that they can do to continue working for us, or start working for us, rather than working for themselves, working for their families, working for their friends, and working to get ahead and keep themselves ahead, keep themselves in office to get themselves reelected or elected to different seats, that's the no-go. That's what I don't want. And I don't care how many trees someone plants. I don't care how nice someone's smile looks. I don't care how many awesomely cool triathlons somebody runs in because yes all of that stuff's amazing it's all great it all makes them good people but at the end of the day the end of the day common sense dictates to me politically speaking that i want someone who is good at the job they were elected for not good at keeping themselves in power or moving themselves up the ladder or all of the other crap that I just got done saying. So when people start coming at you 
with what do you want? You're being negative. You don't seem like you're like anybody. So what do you want? It's not hard. It's not hard. Tell them. You want common sense to matter above and beyond anything else, politically speaking. Above party. Above above it all. Because if we don't have common sense, if common sense can't be used to try to kill the hypocrisy of it all, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I truly mean that. I, I don't know. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Do not forget... Do not forget, please, 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 don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks that we can be found literally everywhere. All podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many, many more. We can also be found at the home link, which is perception.fireside.fm. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook or facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. Also, check us out on TikTok at Perception318 there on TikTok. Next episode, episode 193, will be our part two in our interview series with the Indiana State uh, the Indiana Secretary of State candidate, Jeff Maurer. We had an interview with him back in May, and it was our initial first run where we just talked to him about what he had going on, why he was running as a libertarian, and all of that. Now, in this next interview, we are going to dig deeper into what his campaign's about, why this office is so important and I'm asking each and every one of you that live in the state of Indiana or that knows someone that lives in Indiana to check this next episode out. It will be episode 193 and we will be getting that up here in the next week so you guys can check that out. Please tune in for that. And until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. God bless each and every one of you. You're absolutely amazing. Stay safe, stay tuned, and stay true. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. And on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.